Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We just did it online instead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pretty much. Ah! No? Yeah. We started. We didn't. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome. Well, no, hold on. He's got to get something. What are you doing? So welcome back to Ghosted. I'm Aaron. I'm Paige. And today is episode 10. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> got into those double digits now. We're, we're fancy. We're real fancy. It means I'm no longer going to save these on my phone as a zero insert single digit here. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually what double digit entails. I'm trying to make this more auspicious than it okay. actually is. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So today we are doing voodoo. Voodoo. Did you do so well? Yes. Yeah. That voodoo I, that you do so well. I, my friends in high school, my friends used to like sing that song all the time. I have no idea what it's from. I've never heard the original. I've only heard their version of it. And yeah. What is it from? Uh, well, I mean, I thought you were quoting Young Frankenstein. Is it Young Frankenstein? It's one of the, the... Mel movies. Oh, maybe. You know what? It actually might be Blazing Saddles. Hold on. I'll, I'll look it up. Because I've seen Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. What have I seen? I haven't seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. I haven't seen uh, The History of the World or whatever it is. Yeah, it's from Blazing Saddles. And it's like, uh, it's um, not the mayor, but the, the Headley. Headley Lamar. Hedy. Is that the, that's the female, right? <laughs> well, Hedley, uh, Hedy Lamar was an actress, but his name is Headley. But everybody keeps calling him Hedy, if I remember correctly. I, uh, uh, and then Frank Frank Sinatra sang the actual like original song. Okay, it's been an eternity since I've seen that movie. Uh, but great movie. If it was on the streaming service, I'd say let's watch it after this recording. But I don't think it is. So we're gonna check. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a little girl at Christmas time. Oh my god, I love both of those movies. Uh, yeah, I do need to see Robin Hood Men in Tights at some point, probably. And yes, have you never seen it? No. I just said. <gasps> oh, I thought you were talking about Blazing Saddles. I thought we were still talking about. Oh Young no, I've seen Blazing Saddles and I've seen Young Frankenstein. I haven't seen Robin Hood Men in Tights or that History of the World movie. Okay, so Gene Wilder definitely needed to be in in movies with Mel Brooks because every movie that Mel Brooks is like just allowed to just be Mel Brooks, it gets a little over over the top. So that's why I like the the at least the two of the three that we were talking about, but. Robin Hood Men in Tights is great too. It's uh so like Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks is like what Tim Burton and Johnny Johnny Depp but better. Uh no no I mean like I feel like Gene Wilder kind of reeled in Mel oh, Brooks a little bit. Oh gotcha. Yeah. So it's like a Dale and Nancy thing where everybody thinks that Nancy reels in Dale but really Dale reels in Nancy. Yeah. I love that episode. <laughs> it's so good. 
great show. <laughs> it's a great show. Anyway, man, we I are I totally, how many minutes I, in? Uh, we are three minutes in. Already and, derailed it. Yeah. Actually, you started right. it. Yeah, I did start this one. Uh, but anyway. But voodoo. Yes, voodoo. <laughs> so, okay. There's, oh God, and there's so much that we have to cover in this one. Okay, so there's a lot for us to cover. Nope, don't know what that word was. Um, Culliver is that <laughs> something like that. I don't know. I'll find out later in editing. <laughs> um, but okay, gosh, okay. Uh, I guess should we probably start with a history? Sure. Or okay, so to start off, for anyone who doesn't know, voodoo is a religious practice. It is the primary religion of Haiti, and then there's also there's sex of it in uh, usually West and Central Africa. I, I don't know if it if it's really that prominent in East or South Africa or even North Africa. I think it's I know it originates in West and Central Africa. The uh, Yoruba people, yes, <laughs> the Yoruba people yeah. uh, were one of the progenitors of it. I'm, I'm totally going to butcher the names, but there's also the Fon F O N and the Ew, Ewe people of Africa as well that also practiced voodoo before it became voodoo so the history of it that is is that it started in africa and then during the slave my i don't want to say migration shipping makes it sound like a commodity uh when 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 the americas and the caribbean were all being colonized by european settlers they would bring over a lot of the slaves and the slaves would bring their traditional religion with them and of course Unfortunately, a lot of them were not allowed to practice their religion. So what they ended up doing is actually started mixing it with Catholicism, which was real big and popular with the French and the Spanish that were colonizing these different areas. Later on, it would adapt even further when we get into American voodoo, as well as when we get into like Santeria and whatnot like that. So, you know, it's, it's, had, it's had a lot of development and evolution as time has gone on. But the initial one was African slaves in Haiti, the Dominican Republic, really just the Caribbean in general. And they mixed their... Oh, look at that. That's a cool map. Mm -hmm. We should probably save that map and then we can release it with the episode. That's not a bad idea. Paige just found a really cool map. So you guys will see it, hopefully, whenever this goes up. I don't know. Yep. I haven't sat down and figured it out. (laughs) But... Yeah, it uh, the slave the slave religion and the slave culture, well, I should say the original culture uh, from Africa. It it took root within Haiti and other Carib- Caribbean islands, countries, mm-hmm. whatever, and from there came out what we now refer to as voodoo. And it's it's real interesting. There's a lot of interesting history with voodoo, but I feel like I've already touched up on a lot of the history. So from that though. It has obviously become the main religion of Haiti and is recognized as the main religion. And when we get into other parts, there's actually some laws that were created in regards to voodoo practices. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I remember a lot yep. of things from uh, when I was younger. Even. Well, now I'm real curious, but I guess we'll get into that in a okay, minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we will. It's, hopefully. Remind me. Remember okay. that we're going to talk about that. Cool. So, <laughs> so that is the quick... A quick overview of the history. Um, an interesting part, though, about the history is that there are, it's not a lot of similarities, but there are enough similarities that Catholicism and the original progenitor voodoo had 
within their belief structure that allowed them to mix and more or less voodoo as we have today was essentially that mixture. So allowing the people to still practice their own cultural beliefs, but not get in trouble because it's the same thing, but by a different name. That's kind of the concept behind it. So something common misconception with voodoo is that in voodoo, there is one creator God. There is one God. He is the creator of all, very similar to the Abrahamic religions uh, where there's just one creator God. Something that's a little different is that aside from just the one God, they also have many different spirits. So within the belief of voodoo, there is obviously the physical world, but then there's also the invisible spirit world that exists. And that's where a lot of these powerful spirits live. And these powerful spirits typically are referred to as the Loa, which fun note that I just learned today, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I heard it once before, but never remembered it. So uh, Loa comes from, I have no idea how to pronounce it, because <laughs> it's French. And uh, if you've been listening up to episode 10, then you should realize by now French is the bane of my existence. Mm. Written French is mm. the bane of my existence. <laughs> Remind me to tell you about when I took French class. It was not good. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was, it's the only class I've never gotten an A Did you in. have Mrs. Foss? No. Oh, okay. No, no, I took it I took it in grade school and quickly learned that I can't read French. That happened to me in Spanish. But get Okay, cool. <laughs> no, it's just like the thing that I always harken back to is bow. Mm-hmm. B-E-A-U-X. How how? How? Oh. A-U-X is O. Oh. N- no. <laughs> no, it is a written language of diphthongs and that's it. <laughs> I can't do that. Japanese, super easy for me. Totally have no problems with it. It is a Russian's pretty easy, too. Well, Slavic languages, too. Slavic languages and Japanese are both um, phonetic languages. So Mm -hmm. it is as it's written. Yeah. Within Slavic languages, they do have some diphthongs that are just ridiculous. But, you know, it's fine. Whatever. Because there is is actually a rule in Polish of trying to remember exactly how many it is. I think it's like seven consonants together, but they all merge to just make one sound. Mm -hmm. Which I haven't learned that one. But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll learn it in time. It's okay. So I know you're going to get to a certain point or get to your point at some point. But the other thing I find really funny is that their main God doesn't talk to people. He talks to the spirits who then talk to people or who communicate with people. It's like spiritual telephone. (laughs) (laughs) I can honestly say I've never looked at it like that before. And I'm a little disappointed in myself or not. uh, uh, Yeah, no, uh, that is that is the thing. Um, But yes, no. So. Loa comes from French Le Louis, maybe? Oh, God, I'd have to see this right L-E- now. I don't think that's right. It's <laughs> Like I said, I don't know how to... I don't know French at all. It's L-E-S. Hold on. Okay. That's, well, that's Le. Okay, you got that part right. Yeah, no, Le. I know Le. Uh, mm-hmm. L-E-S, L-O-I-S. So I know it's not Les Lois. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Is it Loire? Le Loire? Because I know, like... It would, because you wouldn't pronounce the S. Yeah, so, Le Lois? Le Lois? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you just do a podcast of me just struggling with French pronunciation for an hour. No. Just anger all of France and just have them write me death threats. That'll be great. Oh, I don't know what you're listening to, but it's loud. Nope, I know. So sorry. That's right. What was that? Apparently, well, hold on, hold on. 
I'm doing something first and then I'll explain what that is. Okay. So anyway, yeah, but it translates roughly to the laws, which I think is kind of an interesting an interesting concept. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. Hold on. I'm just going to have to. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so we had to take a momentary pause cuz Paige was looking up how to how to pronounce it and all it did was kept giving her the name Lois. So maybe it is Le Lois. I don't know. I don't know French. I nope. It's the man of my existence. No, so uh, with that too, there is also ancestor worship within voodoo. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, but we probably are going to do an episode on ancestor worship because I sure. know that it's a very misunderstood topic mm-hmm. with at least a lot of American audiences. So it's, you know, I would like to kind of touch up on it and set the record straight and get people to understand it a little bit better. You know, the whole reason why we made the channel. Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so the, the thought process more or less is that there's one creator God and, you know, he's the supreme divine God. And then underneath him, more or less, there are the Loas, which are the, for simplicity's sakes, we'll refer to them as greater spirits or non-ancestor spirits, essentially. And then there's also ancestor spirits, which you also talk to the ancestor spirits and can ask for their assistance as well. I know that it is possible for some ancestor spirits to become <clears throat> Loa, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, how great the deeds were of the ancestor. But otherwise, you know, they just become ancestor spirits and help out around the house and whatnot. If you have treated their bodies kindly after death. If not, then they're really dangerous and detrimental to the family. So going back to that concept that we've touched up on before of throughout pretty much all of human history, there's been this philosophy or mindset of a proper way to handle the dead, to bury the dead, to respect the dead, to treat the dead. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to see it here too. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that, a lot of, gosh, I guess, should we go into the misconceptions now? Because there are a lot of misconceptions with within mainstream culture or mainstream pop culture about voodoo and what it is in general. That's fair. Yeah, because like, I mean... For most people, when they hear voodoo, they think black magic. They think, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? From Princess and the Frog, the bad the bad, bad voodoo priest. What was his oh, name? I don't remember. Fastius? Fastius? I'm totally drawing okay. a blank. But also, in, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a villain. But, he is a villain. Um, uh, but it, it's, it can be used either way. But general uh, practitioners see it as the again there's the same duality of the yin and yang there's the good and there's there's the bad there are yeah which i mean that again i was gonna get to that oh sorry momentarily no it's all right but like you know the mainstream depiction just shows the bad for the most part again i really like the frog the princess and the frog yeah yeah because the frog prince is the other one yeah so the is princess and the frog yes f-a-c-i-l-i-e-r so facilier yes French. I will never get it right. <laughs> I will. I have, I have faith in you. Someday. Well, I, I could totally speak it. I just can't read it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but anyway, th- that's the general depiction of voodoo in at least American pop culture and media. There's the depiction of like the voodoo doll and it's bad and, you know, used only to harm people. There's the depiction that a voodoo priest is summoning evil dead spirits to attack and curse 
And while within voodoo, there are people who do use the magic for, let's say, more nefarious goals, it itself, in general, the thought process is to more or less get assistance from the spirits to live a more harmonious life with the divine creator God, as well as to live in harmony with the Loa and the ancestors. Well, I think a lot of things, and the the thing I was talking about before when I was like, I remember the story when I was, I was very young, but uh, there was a practitioner who was sacrificing a goat. So I think a lot of that too, it gets separated. So today we don't kill our own animals. No, we don't. No, uh, at least, sure don't. you know, not in America. We go to the butcher. It's already done. They're going to eat these animals or they're going to, uh, you know, it's a sacrifice. So they're going to, you know, present them, mm-hmm. um, but they're going to be cooked and everything. Like they're going to be used. But the, the sheer fact that this gentleman was killing a goat in his backyard upset a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but that was the that story tracks. that I remember because it stuck with me as a child because I was like, but it's for his religion and <laughs> not sacrificing children or like humans. So... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I guess we could touch up on that real quick because there is there is a lot of animal sacrifice that does take place in voodoo. And so animal sacrifice throughout most religions that practiced animal sacrifice. We, again, going back to an American view of things, we just look at the sacrifice animals is bad and we leave it there. We don't see the full story. So like looking at voodoo and the ancient greeks and obviously the ancient romans because they just make it not look like you copied me so (laughs) yeah a lot of what happens is after the animal is presented to the god and sacrificed to the god they do they make a feast out of it they they don't waste it and typically they will either like use the bones or they'll give them a proper burial or something along Mm -hmm. those lines to show respect to the animal and Usually, of course, this isn't always the same for every single thing, but usually the thought process is, is that you are offering up like the nutrients to the God in gratitude or in asking for a favor or something like that. You're offering up them the nutrients. And so once they've absorbed that, you're just left with the body and now you eat it. Some rituals say that you eat it to actually receive the favor. Some that you eat it to show the animal respect. Some say Mm. that you eat it to show respect to the god or something like that. Or some or even Mm -hmm. combinations of that. Mm -hmm. So. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we. I'm so scarce right now. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So we as Americans, though, we don't actually get to see the full story. We're just presented (laughs) with one particular side of the story. And it's usually a not to rag on anyone, but it's usually a very uh, Judeo-Christian view of heathens kill things Mm -hmm. to worship false gods. That's usually what we're presented with. So, which obviously they're going to paint it in a negative light. And obviously we're not necessarily going to understand it because of the cultural differences that are going on and the cultural beliefs. But that's, you know, a conversation that we can have for another day, technically. So, yeah, back to the mainstream. It itself, voodoo, that is, is on average a religion of more or less light, trying to become a more holy and devout person. It was able to blend with Catholicism pretty seamlessly because of the similarities at the very core of it where it is, you know, you're trying to live a holy life and more or less live in harmony with the divine will. So, yeah, there's that. 
there is also yes. Oh, I was just gonna say, but there there are also though uh, Loa that aren't exactly nice either, or that are really fickle. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are. But again, there... just like any family, there's a lot of different personalities. Yeah, yeah, there are. And honestly, the Loa, the Loa themselves, the way that they've been presented to me, mm-hmm. uh, at least, is each one just like people has its own beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't practice Santeria, mm-hmm. but uh, no, my my uncle Raúl's aunt. Yeah, that was <laughs> got that joke in there. Uh, no, my uncle Raúl's aunt uh, did practice Santeria, so I did get to grow up with. Uh, and I know that Santeria isn't the exact same as Voodoo, but they do both come from the same basic religion, and then they just had slight uh, local cultural differences that kind of took root within them. So for anyone who doesn't know, Santeria is basically the Hispanic version of Voodoo, whereas Voodoo itself has a lot more French influence into it. So while the Loa are different, they're also the same kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was presented to me that the Loa are just like they have their own wants, they have their own desires, they have their own wills, they have their own goals. You can get in favor with one and can be really despised by another one, sort of thing. So there's also a couple differences between the two. From what I understand, Voodoo has 12 principal Loa, and Santeria has, I believe it's only nine. I have to double check, but I believe it's only nine. Just a fun little side note there for Is anyone. I'm pretty sure it was nine. I could be wrong. Anyway, it's been a very long time. So <laughs> there's that. I was going to say, though, that there is also some less than, uh, let's say, kind practices that do take place in voodoo, such as the creation of zombies. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm sure we're going to make a zombie slash ghoul episode because popular media depiction of zombies is more what like a ghoul would be like it's it's like a ghoul mixed with a revenant kind of right yeah no absolutely well that was kind of the thing oh god what is what is that movie not a living dead right that was one of the big like big movies that popularized popularized zombies the director doesn't even call them zombies he calls them ghouls because that's what they are Mm -hmm. i've never actually seen the movie no interesting Mm-hmm. A movie that I would actually recommend people watching. I don't know who else likes Bella Lugosi as much as I do, but mm-hmm. if you're watching this, you might like Bella Lugosi. Check out uh, White Zombie. It's it's a movie where Bella Lugosi he plays a voodoo priest on a plantation, and he has zombies, but they're the actual zombies, not popular media depiction of zombies so they don't look dead they are able to move and talk and everything but they are only under his will so in voodoo there is a eyebrow i'm sorry that eyebrow (laughs) (laughs) i love that little guy every year one thing is always predictable postage costs go up Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Uh, Sorry, continue. <laughs> have, have you never seen White Zombie? No, I have not. That's why I just looked it up. Uh, okay, well, at some point we'll have to watch it because I love that movie. Anyway, 
but of course it's a classic like gothic horror so there's obviously a love story at the at the root of it because that's what all gothic horror was but yeah so back back to voodoo uh in it there is the belief of uh individuals have two souls and one soul is i'm sure i can't actually describe this correctly but one soul is kind of like the body soul and then the other soul is like the higher elevated soul sort of thing it's like the soul that's connected to the heavens sort of thing and then the other one is more connected to the physical world Mm -hmm. kind of yeah that's very predominant in like haitian religion in general yeah or like where they're they're haitian cultural beliefs yes not just yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but like i said i'm I'm sure i'm not doing it the perfect justice that it deserves no i mean that i feel like that's a very like black and white way to 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 view it which they're a lot deeper but i think that's a good explanation yeah enough for people to understand yeah so basically a zombie was somebody who their higher up soul essentially their higher up soul was stolen from them by the voodoo priest and more or less zombies were used as a slave labor force for usually with sugar plantations Mm. but i mean i'm sure tobacco crop as well would probably be another big one cotton i'm sure was another big one that they were probably used for uh but you know the the staple economic sources of the time just to make it cheaper on the person but yeah so the zombie so the voodoo priest what the stories are is that the voodoo priest would create a quote-unquote zombie powder and the zombie powder was it varied between different priests but a Mr. Wade Davis in the 1980s. He was was it he was an ecobotanist something like that, or maybe he was just a botanist. Can't remember. Anyway, he went to Haiti uh, during the 1980s to study up on like the stories of. Uh, it says he was an anthropologist. It says he was an anthropologist. Huh. Same person. I haven't read the rest of it. Uh, very possibly. Uh, did he publish his findings in 1983? <laughs> Because if so, same person. He, I mean, I don't know. He could have been an anthropologist. I just know that. Well, that wouldn't make sense, though. Well, I mean, it would make sense why he'd want to study up on the zombie phenomenon. So anyway. Um, ah, yes, it was him. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess he's an anthropologist. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Mr. Wade Davis, he heard stories about, like, zombies within Haiti. And so he went over to Haiti to kind of do some research on it. And he heard about the zombie powder. And he wanted to know more about it. And... From his discoveries, he found out that a lot, a lot of them had different ingredients, but they had like five common ingredients throughout each powder, which typically they would consist of bone, usually human bone, a small frog, a worm, a large toad, and pufferfish. So in his in his research, he discovered that the main toxin within the powder was neurotoxin by the name of tetrodotoxin, which it's mostly found in pufferfish, or, well, I guess I should say it's famous from pufferfish and sushi. And it can be found in a bunch of other animals as well. But it is a very deadly neurotoxin that in large doses can cause death in a matter of minutes due to respiratory paralysis. And in smaller doses, like real small doses, it can give a euphoric feeling. And in the doses allegedly used by the voodoo priests, 
it would create a death-like state. So the individual, their heartbeat would slow to almost nothing. Uh, and their breathing was so shallow and so slowed down that it would also be hard to detect. So a lot of people were considered to be dead after being exposed to this toxin or powder, whatever. And so there's a lot of stories of uh, zombies who escaped or were released by their voodoo priests. And their stories are that they remember everything that happened. They couldn't move. They couldn't say anything. They couldn't do anything. But they remember being buried. They remember their own funerals. They remember all this stuff. And so essentially the way that it worked is the voodoo priest would hit you with this powder, which would cause a death-like state. And then after you were buried, because in Haiti, it's very common for people to be buried the day after they die. So it's very plausible for an individual to dig somebody else up. All the stuff I was reading up on stated that most of the people who were hit or who were buried alive suffered from obviously a lack of oxygen mm -hmm. from being put inside of a coffin for so long. Not, not to mention the trauma that comes with that as well. Yeah, there's also trauma, both physical and psychological. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But uh, the voodoo priest would dig up the body and then get them an antidote to the tetrodotoxin, but then uh, allegedly they would start drugging them with another drug that I couldn't actually find the name for. Could I? Could I? And I just forgot to write it down. I might have just forgotten to write it down. I think it had started with a D. <laughs> Knowing me, I just forgot to write it down. That's, let's be honest here. That's what it is. Uh, it starts with a D. Um. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 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 oh i think that was the most judgmental look you've ever given me in my life wow anyway you know what after a couple episodes i'm like oh okay like i can understand like a word here or there oh no this dude we were, this waiting. <laughs> we were waiting for food i was my focus was elsewhere i'm sorry i'll stop <laughs> Pro tip, don't write down notes while you're hungry. <laughs> Just pro tip. Anyway. Um, yes. So they would, they would start to be drugged. Uh, that would leave them very <laughs> suggestive. <laughs> we probably should be laughing at this part. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> okay. Whew. We're good. <laughs> yes. So we hit for this drug that would leave them very suggestible and very, uh, I guess, what is the word that I'm looking for? Placid? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. What did you just say? Placid? Oh, I guess cam catatonic or... Very, very agreeable, very suggestible, oh, yeah. very docile. So yeah, uh, basically it would it would make them really easy to control was essentially the thought process on it. And then, uh, yeah, the, the zombified people, they would work on the plantation either A, until they sobered up, or B, the uh, voodoo priest would essentially be like, okay, you've served your purpose, I release your soul, and then they get to go back to their normal life or go die. Their call, whatever. Yeah. So there. So the modern depiction of zombies 
nothing to do with the original historic zombies. Right. Much closer to ghouls, much closer to like a Draugr or a white or something like that. Well, I was going to say historical, but like <clears throat> recent history, because we've only recently, like in the last, you know, 30, 40 years, gotten our modern zombies. So. You're not wrong. Yeah. But I mean, like Mr. Davis mm-hmm. posted his findings in 1983. That's right. when he submitted them for, uh, you know, peer review and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So Night of the Living Dead, didn't mm-hmm. that come out in the 70s or something? Or am I thinking I think Day earlier. of the Dead? Oh, was it earlier? I thought so. I don't know. Oh, 1968. Oh, it was 1968. Okay, so that came out almost 20 whole years, literally 17 years prior to when Mr. Davis's findings were published. And also, the concept of zombies is not new for us. They've just garnered a lot more media attention as time has gone on, sort of thing. Because, you know, they're, a, I guess, a franchise of horror that people can more or less use as a cash cow. Hmm. I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> cool. Go me. Uh, but no, so with voodoo itself, the, I don't necessarily want to say like the correct practice or anything like that, mm-hmm. but. Right, because there's so many different types. Yeah, there's so many different types. There's different, I guess you could say sex, sub, yeah. sub-religions, I don't know what you want to call it. Because yeah, we touched up on there's voodoo, there's voodoon. Uh, there's Santeria, there's voodoo spelled in a lot of different ways for like mm-hmm. Cuba. I think it's Cuba and Brazil both have voodoo, but they're spelled, they're pronounced voodoo. They're spelled differently though. Yeah. So there's a lot of different, I would say like regional variations or regional sects mm-hmm. of the religion, but the more accurate representation of a voodoo priest, uh, or I should say the more common voodoo priest, would be Mama Odie. Mm-hmm. Going back to Aww, Christmas in the Park. Yeah. I love Mama Odie. Me too. Favorite. Wish she was my grandmother. <laughs> Maybe someday. She's cartoon. <laughs> Never happened. Anyway. Um, yeah, no. So she's she's more of the depiction where it's a wise woman. She's in harmony with the divine will, in harmony with uh, essentially the esoteric light. And she wants to help for anyone who hasn't watched this movie, first off, go watch it. Second off, spoiler, she wants to help the main two characters to, as she puts it, find what they need. Right. Because they both have their own wants and desires, but it's not necessarily what they're supposed to do or what they need to be doing. Right, so which she, is the whole thing, the the polar opposite of what the the other... The Shadow Man. The Shadow Man did because he was like, hey, this is what you want in life is money mm-hmm. and whatever. And so he makes... Yeah packs with uh let's say dark spirits mm-hmm. to essentially force things to happen outside of necessarily the universal will right if you will well I, and i think that's the thing too like that's when in the there are priests and there are priestesses and those aren't things that are given lightly and they're not things that are taken lightly mm-hmm. in the religion as well and she's a good example of that because she is very responsible mm-hmm. very responsible and i love her so much i, I know that's <laughs> I, I love know. her pet snake. I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but she's that's that's more that's more akin to like the classic. Yeah, I told you in in my notes. <laughs> for anyone who's wondering, uh, my notes. I accidentally oh, made no. an M with three lumps. Instead. <laughs> no, <laughs> Paige is trying to touch my there notes, and she's it. just. I got it. I got it. Got anyway, it. Uh, yeah. For whatever reason, when I made my M, it has three lumps instead of two. I told you about that earlier. I know, but I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, that's fair. No, so it's going back to this, mm-hmm. and I know that we've talked about it before, and I'm sure we will talk about it 
multiple times. You know what? We never said what the one god's name is. Oh, we didn't. No. You were right. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really talk about the different. Ones. Well, I was planning on doing that in a few. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. we can do it all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Right, Works for me. As you were. We'll get to all that in a couple of minutes. Cool, cool, um, cool. No, but with her, her magic, talking about Mama Odie still, mm-hmm. uh, her magic is more for healing and it's for curing things and it's it's protective magic and whatnot. And this is something, too, that we also see touching back on the uh, uh, mainstream depiction. The voodoo doll was not originally meant to be something bad, negative, or harmful. It originally was used as a means of healing. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, so sorry. Uh. Uh, yeah, no, so it was... <laughs> Love it. Uh, it was. It was just a, dying to worry about it. a little bit, but <laughs> I guess it's well. I mean, you know, go offer up some tobacco and rum to uh, Baron Samadhi. You know, uh, I'm not meant to die. It's not going to take me. That's you're not wrong. But, <laughs> He's you know, gets to say. Anyway, go party with that. Yeah, we'll touch up on that in a second. <laughs> what was I saying? Her magic yeah, is yes. good. Oh, voodoo dolls. Voodoo That's dolls. right. Voodoo yes. dolls. They they were not originally uh, used exclusively as a form of torture or revenge or curses or anything like that they were used as a form of healing healing the spirit and in turn healing the body so by creating that spiritual link between the individual and the voodoo doll they can tweak it and manipulate it in different ways that you know would be more beneficial of course i'm sure there are some actual voodoo practitioners that do use them for malicious or malevolent goals Mm. but that's not all of them First off, and again, that's not the original history of the voodoo doll. Right. So get that stereotype of the shadow man out of your hand, head <laughs> and uh, go look at Mama Odie because that's a more accurate representation of the that's stereotype. Right. So, yeah. So with that, though, because I know that we only have a little bit of time left. There's so... I, I don't think we're going to be able to get to all 12 <clears throat> of the principal Loa. No. But we can talk about some of them. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. As... Paige mentioned a few minutes ago, the creator god. We heard, have heard a couple different pronunciations. <laughs> Bonje. And Bonje. Bonje. But yeah, he's... he's. But, but I think that that is di- the different because uh, the other one that's Bonje is Haitian, whereas Bonje is French. So it might be the difference. That would make sense because there yeah. is... Oh, I forgot to mention too. There is also Louisiana voodoo. Yeah which I, I know I mentioned it at the beginning, just in passing, but it is a little bit different from Haitian voodoo in that it has Creole, French, and American influence into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but real quick, one of the things I forgot to mention about with the Catholicism too is they, more or less, they just, instead of praying to Loa, they would use saints right. that were like similar domains. So again, going back to the concept of we're still going to practice our own religion and our own spiritual beliefs, but we're just going to call it something different so that we can do this. So yeah, they would just refer to them as saints. And so there are, if you guys Google it, there's, you can find the, uh, what is it? It's it's not synchronicity. I can't remember what the word is right now. Whatever. Uh, You can find the correlations though between different Loa and different Catholic saints. So, if you guys are curious. Uh, but yeah, so Bonje is the supreme god. He's created everything. He is the holy, the divine. Very similar to a Judeo-Christian, well, I guess I should say Abrahamic mm-hmm. depiction of the divine creator god. 
same basic principle where it is one God who created everything, who is the light of the universe, more right. or less. Yeah. And the Loa is where it starts to get a bit different. So we mentioned it before. A lot of what happens in voodoo is magic and beseeching spirits. So conjuring, summoning, whatever you want to call it. But beseeching different spirits for assistance in tasks. And there are some similarities between voodoo and Catholicism in that regard, because in Catholicism, uh, you don't pray to the saints, but like you can ask the saints for help. So well, it's a little bit different too, though, because it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the saints interact a lot, or, or, or I'm sorry, the Loa interact a lot with the actual practitioners as far as like writing and possession and yes things like that yeah no it's similar but there are a lot of differences mm -hmm. uh so again there's another thing that enabled them to be able to continue their practices under right. under the guys oppressive boot of their captors mm -hmm. so there's similarities i'm forgetting what i was trying to say i'm so um, sorry <laughs> no you're good uh what's the same i don't know let's just talk about a couple loa um okay. <laughs> Do you have the list I sent you? Did you get the thing I sent you? You didn't send me a list. I sent you. I sent you a thing. Honey. I swear I sent you a thing. Oh, oh, you like the the um the link? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you, you scroll down, it has yeah, it has the list of. Sorry, I thought you meant like a list like this, and I was like, oh no no no, not not that kind of list. No. Did, did you get you, that thing I sent you? Did you get that thing I sent you? Anyone knows what we're referencing right now? Good on you. It's a good show. Oh, you know what? I think you sent it via text. I think I did too. Pretty sure. Or I sent you the wrong thing. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I guess we can start with one of my favorites. You sent me this. Oh, that's not the right one. Yeah, oh, not. no. Oh, I don't know where the right one is. Okay. Well, that's all right. That's all right. So as we stated before, uh, there are 12 principal Loa within at least Haitian voodoo. I guess we should also mention, too, that in the original Yoruba voodoo, it was the Orisha. Not Loa. They use the mm -hmm. term Orisha. Yeah. Uh, which has similarities to other African pre-colonization religions as well. Obviously, you know, don't have those in my notes right now. So <laughs> just <laughs> mentioning them right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, in, in Haitian voodoo, there's 12 principal Loa. So uh, yeah, I guess first let's talk about uh, there is Agwe. He's one of my favorite Loas. You're going to love... start there? Yeah, I figured why not. You know, A, start there. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so he's the low of the sea. He's, his charge is the ocean. People typically, they would pray to him for like, safe travel across the ocean. Uh, it's said that if you are in his favor, then the ocean and waters will never harm you. So you won't drown and water won't hurt you, essentially. Then there's also Yumaya, who is also a loa, loa of the sea but the interesting thing with her oh, i forgot with uh, with agwe they talk uh he he is more or less in charge of protection of plants and wildlife and whatnot uh yamaya on the other hand she is another goddess or loa of the sea and her rule it states that it is female affairs uh it states that she protects children in the womb and she also protects the home so while she is a goddess of water, it seems that she's more water of the womb rather than Agwe, who is like the ocean himself, sort of thing. Then one of my favorites, I'm pretty sure one of your favorites too. I could be wrong. You've made multiple D&D campaigns that worship him. So I'm pretty sure he's one of your favorites. Baron Samadhi. Well, yeah, I would have a grave cleric. That's, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. 
Baron Samadhi, he's an all-around pretty cool dude. Uh, he's more or less the low of the dead. So while it's interesting, he, upon death, he will come and escort the soul into the afterlife. But it's also stated that he's a bit of a trickster. He's foul-mouthed. He swears a lot. He loves to drink rum. He loves to smoke. He's either depicted usually as either a skeleton in a suit with a top hat, or the more common one is that he is a dark-skinned man with uh, a skull painted on his face. Again, in a suit and a top hat. Mm -hmm. But interesting note is that his wife is Madame Bridget, who is the only fair-skinned Loa. Because from what I understand, anthropologists have dated her back as something that's been adopted from Celtic divinity. So she is fair-skinned with uh, red hair. And so she is the wife of Baron Samadhi. She is... A priestess, so she takes her charge a lot more seriously than Baron Samadhi does. Not to say that Baron Samadhi doesn't take his charge seriously, but he's more likely to party it up rather than necessarily watching the dead. She will party it up with him, but she often will stay with the dead because she's also a Loa of the dead. Mm -hmm. But fun note, it's stated that Baron Samadhi if he's not ready and willing to take you, then you will not die. That's it. To the point of, it's been stated that like you could have the worst curse on you that is bringing you literally to the brink of death. And if he says no, then you just don't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just not your time. And he's like, no, not partying like that. So, but he's, I did mean to talk about this a little bit in the mainstream depiction. A lot of things that depict him depict him as kind of a nefarious trickster kind of gambler type while he is into parties and like debauchery and of course any of the loa you can make deals with them he um, loves a dirty joke too he loves profane jokes yeah. and dirty jokes he <laughs> loves sex jokes uh and he swears a lot yeah so That's my kind of guy <laughs> i can relate to him a lot um i actually did a i actually did a baron samadhi costume once Nice. Yeah, it came out pretty good. Uh, the makeup was not that great, but what do you, you didn't expect? Have the black <laughs> no, we did. We had the we had the like white skull and the black. But, oh, nice. Yeah, no, the white wasn't white enough to hide my Got skin. Yeah. yeah, so it just looked like the black skull, and then just paler. <laughs> it, yeah, just paler skin. Love it. So it didn't work as qu- quite as well as I had wanted it to. But you know, I had the cigarette. I had. Although he's usually depicted with a cigar, but I had the cigarette. Oh, I was driving that night, so I didn't drink anything. Yeah. <laughs> but the Kashi came out good. That's what matters. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're tall and lanky, so. I am tall and lanky. I do got those bone hands. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of different Loa. Even within the Principal 12, there's a lot of different Loa. And then outside of the Principal 12, there are a ton of Loa too. If you guys actually sit down and look up uh, Voodoo Loa, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I also discovered that if you look up just Loa, it brings you uh, the secret and the law of attraction stuff because apparently that is the yeah. abbreviation that they chose. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It's It makes sense. Makes my research difficult. So <laughs> thanks, guys. So yeah, just look up Voodoo Loa or Haitian Loa or something along those lines. Just have a little more to it. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that's probably all the time time that we have time for. It's a good sentence. I speak English quite well. Um, so so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, but of course, like 
pretty much everything else that we've talked about so far, with the exception of La Llorona, it's really a duality to the whole thing, both to the religion itself, as well as the depiction of the religion. And there's there's a lot of duality that goes into it. Obviously, nothing is ever just black and white. Nothing's all black or all white or all good or all evil or however you want to describe it. It's varying shades of gray. And really, it's all it's all relative, to be completely honest. Everything is pretty much relative. But with voodoo specifically, I, I personally feel like it's gotten a real bad rap. I, I can't remember where I was going with this. Yeah, it's it's the perception is not always the accurate depiction or the accurate reality, I guess. Of course, though, I mean, when we actually get to it, each individual's perception of reality is their reality. Doesn't matter what the actual truth of the matter is. It's just what their perception is that makes it truthful or false. Right. So, yeah, just don't be judgmental. I think that's just the moral of our channel. Is just, don't, don't be judgmental. Everything's not always as it seems. Yeah. Which I know that's a cliche, but. That's true. Oh, man, when we get to Egypt, I'm going to have a field day on ethnocentricity. That's fair. Because there has been so much misinformation spread about that culture. And unfortunately, those religious practices don't exist anymore to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's great. I think there's an expression. There's an expression of there are just as many ideas of ancient Egypt as there are Egyptologists or something along those lines. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's, it is. Uh, but anyway, yes. No, thank you guys so much uh, for watching. Well, listening, I guess. Uh, thank you very much all for listening. We do appreciate it greatly. And uh, we are going to be starting. We're going to be working on something new. So we'll see. We'll, yeah, no, we got we got something new. Okay. I'm alert. I'm alluding to it. Okay. Yeah, which should be coming out within a few episodes. We'll see. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're got gonna it. be trying something new. Um, you know, I mean, I guess should I just say it? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be trying a standardized outro rather than just the off the cuff yeah. outro. So, uh, you know, let us know if you guys prefer that because I know I'm not exactly the best at relaying information. So. <laughs> Paige thinks it's, it's, yeah, it's true. Paige thinks it's a good idea. So yeah, let us know if you guys like it or not. I'm sure it's going to be in a few episodes before we actually see all the responses. Changes. Yeah, all the responses yeah. from people. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, check out check out all of our social media. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We love interaction with you guys. Of course, if you guys want to support us, check out our Patreon. We do appreciate any amount and whatever you guys want to do. We appreciate that greatly. So um, yeah. I think that's probably everything. I think so. Yeah. Voodoo in the books. Voodoo in the books. <laughs> Episode 10. <laughs> wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. I'm going to cut off there. All right, thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> Bye. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.